This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I come from a big bread family. So like toast on toast on toast. Probably with maybe a different item you can toast. Um, Maybe some egg, maybe some cereal, but like. Toast, toast, and toast. I'm Sophia Yang. And I'm Kyla Wong. And you're listening to That's Food from CJSR, revealing the best story to Edmonton's food one meal at a time. So today, we'll be talking about serial killers. Um, isn't this podcast about food? 93% of Canadian households are serial killers. That's pretty bananas! Exactly. And do you know when serial killers and their associates are most active? Um, I think I know this one. What better time is there than at breakfast? Yeah, I've always thought of breakfast as a very important meal, if not the most important. But when I asked around, I got some other interesting opinions. So I invited three students from the University of Alberta to come talk about what breakfast looks like to them to see if we could get to the bottom of this mystery. My name is Evan Armstrong. I am a first-year education student at the U of A. Uh, I used to work in radio, so I'm familiar with kind of the CJSR environment, and I really enjoy a lot of the different things they do. I... I'm also a big music fan and like to hang out with people of the world as much as I can. Love meeting new people. My name is Mackenzie Walker. If I could do everything in my life in an Excel spreadsheet, I would. Uh, By day, I'm in the Bachelor of Commerce program, getting my after degree in accounting. And at night, I use my kinesiology degree to either coach basketball or play rugby. Hi, my name is Bria Wong. Um, I'm a fourth year student studying business. Um, I love the intersection of business and social change. And I think having the hiccups is an absolute blast and I don't understand why people complain about it. Breakfast to me is a chore. It's something that I feel like I should do, but I don't really want to. And because it doesn't necessarily have a huge effect on my day, if I plan accordingly, it's something I'm very okay with skipping a lot of the time. Not someone that feels a real need for breakfast. Not someone that especially enjoys breakfast on a day-to-day basis. If I have nowhere to go, I'll definitely spend a little bit more time kind of making myself a really nice breakfast because then I can eat it later as well when I'm actually hungry, like at 10 or 11. But if it's just a regular day where I breakfast is the thing between me and the rest of the day, I don't view it as like a nice thing because I want to get to my rest of the day. I mean, I love breakfast. I'm an unconventional breakfast eater. So if it was up to me, I would be constantly just making like not your everyday unconventional breakfasts. Lasagna, best breakfast ever. I don't consider breakfast a chore. I consider breakfast dishes a chore. And that's more what like drives me away from putting the time and effort into it, but I don't know. I love breakfast. I love making breakfast. I love eating breakfast. I just love breakfast. I'm not a huge breakfast person. 
mostly because I feel like the majority of the digestive things I'm feeling in the morning is actually my body asking for water and staying hydrated. Um, so a I definitely start out the first couple hours of my day when I'm awake just drinking lots of water. I like to try and drink a whole liter of water before I start eating food. Um, and then usually I have just kind of an earlier, bigger lunch. Um, sometimes I'll have breakfasty foods with my lunch or sometimes my lunch is just an assortment of snacks. Breakfast for me growing up was very much like when I was younger, my mom would make me breakfast uh, when I was a little like a really young kid probably till I was about four or so my mom just like gave me bottles for breakfast I was still using bottles at age four maybe a little like old to do that but my mom was just like hey it's easy and makes them happy so that was that and kind of from then on it was just like a rotation of I'd probably do something new every month or two for breakfast it was probably cereal for a couple months and then toast with peanut butter and honey for a couple months and it would just kind of slowly rotate between three or four different things um yeah and it was just kind of the thing you did before you went to school I come from a big bread family so like toast on toast on toast probably with maybe a different item you can toast um maybe some egg maybe some cereal but like toast toast and toast with the chaos of school and with the way everything went down, usually my sister and I were eating breakfast at the same time in the morning, but my mom was off busy getting something ready for school or something ready for our lunches, and my dad kind of basically rolled out of bed went straight to work. So it was, like, definitely something my sister and I did together, but it wasn't necessarily, like, a co- big family event. Uh, I have a lot of memories of just kind of growing up, going to school, and um, me and my sister sitting down and eating uh, breakfast together, whether it being like porridge or cereal, um, maybe occasionally eggs or pancakes on special days. But um, I feel like you're pretty standard North American fare that you see of in TV shows and movies. How would you rank breakfast, lunch, and dinner in order of importance and why? I, For me, in my brain, Dinner is probably the meal I place the most stress on just because it's the one I eat the most of. It's definitely the meal that it's like if you were to look at portion sizes for each of my meals, dinner would be the one that's the biggest. And then probably after that lunch with breakfast being the smallest, but I know theoretically it should be the other way around. I don't really care though. I feel like I just kind of almost graze until dinner hits. Like I'll eat a little bit of breakfast and then I'll eat some lunch and then maybe I'll eat a little bit more at about three or so because I'll be a little bit hungrier around then. And then once dinner hits, that's when like I eat my big meal that'll kind of keep me going for the rest of the day. And yeah, that's just in my mind, it's like that's when you eat is just that's when I eat all my major food. Get all the food groups in at dinner, a little less essential to get them all in at the other meals. Breakfast is, like, number one. If you can see my hands, like, I'd be reaching above my head way up there. Then I'd say dinner. Then I'd say lunch. Um, For me, it's just, like, breakfast sets the pace of your day. It sets you off to start your day. There are so many important things that come from breakfast, and especially from, like, a physiological perspective. Breakfast is what your body needs to get going. You've just spent all night 
not consuming any energy and you're about to go do a bunch of things, like, you need something to sustain that. I mean, dinner's important, too, because I think it's kind of like the ending of the day. It's one of your bigger meals, so it's important you prioritize that. And then lunch, to me, it's how you choose it. It can be small. It can be snacking throughout the day. Everyone's on the go. Everyone's schedule is different. Coffee is typically the star of most people's mornings. Something that's warm gets them going, gets them ready for their day, and they often overlook the importance of putting food in their diet. They haven't really done anything. They haven't really ever. They're not worried about it. And because you're worried about being late for work or late for school or meeting the different things you have, you're not taking the time to realize what breakfast can do for you. I am. I was definitely a coffee drinker, and I would almost say that 70% of the liquid I took in was coffee. Um, Just throughout the last... I'd say a couple years, but more specifically the last like four months, um, I was put in situations where I was having to be very physically active in the morning or um, there was just like a lot of movement and things going on in my day. And I was starting to notice I was getting a lot more physically ill with coffee. I was getting the shakes. I was getting an upset stomach. I was experiencing a lot of problems. So I've been having to wean off coffee, which is a very weird experience for me and be very strategic in how I choose to drink, drink coffee. Which I think also was why I always want to make sure, even if it's not a super sustaining breakfast, I have breakfast because I know that I'll get sick if I have coffee or tea or something, which I'm not ready to give up that moment in my life yet. So I need to put something in my system to make sure I'm going to be okay. I think my first, the first most important meal would be lunch, just because for me that is my first meal of the day and that um, I've already gotten work done. Um, and and now it's just like I'm actually at the point where my body genuinely is asking for more nutrition, asking for more calories. And so to kind of actually properly feel my body as it is calling for. Um, so I that's why I'd say lunch is number one. And then I think my next most important would definitely be dinner. Um, again, because dinner is kind of unavoidable and you've had a full day and you've been doing things. So your body needs stuff to refuel and to build and to heal. And then as well, I feel like dinner is just... Uh, the easiest meal to do communally and to share and to gather with friends and family around a table and hang out and um, I really value that and so dinner therefore is a um, a meal I really enjoy to have especially with others and then breakfast if not obviously is ranked third because I don't partake in it super often or I just combine it with lunch. So when did you stop like when did you decide to stop having breakfast in the mornings? I about two years ago and initially one of the things I enjoy like I just find the area of nutrition and health uh, super fascinating and that's something like I enjoy watching or reading and just consuming on my own Um, and so I think I was learning more about this concept of intermittent fasting and just the three meals a day how as normalized as it is, it's not necessarily the only way or the best way that we can structure how we consume and intake food. And so learning more about that was super interesting as it just kind of opened, expanded that box of what meals look like. And then even my schedule at that time was I would, I wasn't going to school until midday and I was there until late at night. And so it was almost, it was easier for me to uh, just have one big meal early on just before I leave and then not have to pack any food to school and then have another meal by the time I came home. And so it was both um, 
coming from head knowledge that I was learning, but also efficiency sake and what made sense with my schedule. So you mentioned intermittent intermittent fasting. Could you explain what that is? So intermittent fasting is the idea of actually giving your body and your digestive tract a break. Um, this has been largely corroded by the snack culture that we have um, and the idea of constantly consuming food. Um, so if you think about, let's say, like you go back to the 50s, you know, you have dinner at like six or five and then you don't have breakfast till the next like eight hour, like 8 a.m. the next day. And it's just like that's what, like 15 hours where your body's not actually digesting any food and it kind of has a break. And um, that they, I, I'm no expert. I study business. This isn't my field major, but it allows by giving your body time to digest the food that it's had. Um, and once it's done that, it's able to switch into another function, which um, allows you to like heal. It also trains your body to use up energy stores it already naturally has. And I think it also helps you to better understand the signs and signals your body is giving you. So like what I mentioned earlier, a lot of times when you think you're hungry, you may actually just be thirsty and being able to distinguish if you're thirsty or hungry. Also not being scared of that feeling of being hungry because fortunately enough, most people in the first world um, don't actually aren't at risk for um, malnutrition or from starvation. And so being comfortable with, hey, maybe my stomach's not stuffed full, but it's also not empty and I'm, I'm not at risk right now and not fearfully consuming food either. Just being very intentional of what you're putting in your body. I think it definitely has made me more conscientious on uh, what I'm consuming because first off, um, in the morning, I'm not just rushing to have some sort of food because I'm obliged to have food. Like, I have several hours to actually, like, I know I'm not eating yet so I can have have time to plan and, like, have a better first meal versus I'm running out the door, I'll just grab, like... Um, I'll grab a cookie off the counter because at least it's something. So I feel like I've, I'm not eating just because I'm not, I'm eating healthier. Um, but I also, I'm not like stringent on following this. Like if I'm out with friends, like camping for a weekend, like I'm going to have breakfast with everyone else. Like this isn't something that's do or die for me. It's just, if I have a choice, this is what we'll, I'll opt for. But um, as soon as it's really inconvenient and not really practical for my lifestyle, then I'm happy to adapt. So why do you think, in comparison to lunch and dinner, that there's such a variation uh, from person to person in how we each do breakfast? I'm going to give two reasons. The first one is I think you get a big variation between morning people and non-morning people. I would think morning people are probably more open and excited about the idea of breakfast because that's when they have their energy. That's maybe when their like creativity is most active and they're like, oh, I could try this for breakfast today or that for breakfast today. And as well, just different awarenesses and emphases on people's like personal health, like people that are really motivated on being healthy in a very conventional sense are probably going to put a lot of emphasis on breakfast and make sure they're eating a really healthy breakfast. They're going to have their two over easy eggs and their green smoothie and that's going to be their breakfast somebody like myself i try to maintain being healthy but not necessarily like a calorie counting way just like a make sure i'm not eating crazy amounts and making sure i'm eating the right foods kind of way a lot more casually i just generally don't worry about breakfast because i know 
that I can compensate for it in other ways. Growing up, I was notorious for getting sick in the morning. I would wake up sick. I'd feel gross. I'd feel whatever. And it was almost to the point I couldn't eat breakfast, like the idea of eating food. And then I'd be going through my day and I'd be really struggling. And so it taught me a value of breakfast that I don't think that I would have gotten without that experience. Like it taught me to just check in with my body, see what I need and understand that like it's telling me something. So I guess that's also where my passion comes in as well as like I've known people who faint. I come from a very physically active background, all of those things. And breakfast is very important in avoiding those events or are important for those events, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I think like the water points fair. I never drink enough water, but I think I don't know. I think it's important to set a tone in your morning, whether it's quick on the go or you're sitting down and giving yourself time. That event will set up what you're going to do. Huh. Those were some pretty interesting opinions about breakfast. Speaking of which, did you know the buttered toast phenomenon, which is the tendency for buttered toast to land buttered side down, was actually studied and proven by Robert Andrew Matthews in July of 1995? And that's it for this great episode of That's Food. A special thank you to our three guests, Evan Armstrong, Mackenzie Walker, and Bria Wong. Today's episode was produced by me, Kyla Wong, with help from Sophia Yang. Our music is by Dad Hoyer. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And on our website, dasfood.transistor.fm. You can contact us at dasfood at cgsr.com. We are Dasfood CGSR on Facebook and Instagram. Das Food is produced at CJSR in Edmonton on Treaty territory.